0: guys this is christians in the gritty life is hard and man we've lived it we sure have we are just two sisters doing our best to please god through it all and having fun doing it Boo! hey guys this is our first podcast and we want to introduce ourselves and just let you know who we are i'm melissa and this is my sister i'm christina I have uh, six kids, um, yours, mine, ours, and also two grandchildren. Christina, how many kids do you have? I have his, mine, and ours as well. We have three, and um, then we also have our little one that's almost three years old that we have custody of. So she's a lifer, I think. And then... Because she fosters. Christina yeah, fosters. And and we have another one, too, right now. So we just don't know how many kids we have ever. <laughs> Depends on what day you ask her. That's why I said, how many kids do you have? Even though she's my sister. <laughs> yeah. But we're, we're best friends. We've been through a ton. Um, separately, together. I just feel like... God is calling us to do this um, as a podcast together. Yeah, to share our trials and try to help other people. Yeah. yeah, give our story. How we all came about all of this is you know, you came to me and you were like, you did I text, text you me. First. You did text me mm-hmm. and you said, hey, what do you think about doing a podcast together? <laughs> Like, does that sound weird? Yeah. And I'm like, well, no, because it wasn't working out, you said. Well, no, I just felt like I was really supposed to be pulled towards doing something like that, devotional something. The same exact day she messaged me and says this. And then we still were, like, debating whether it should be written word or spoken word. And we had so many confirmations from other people saying that we should be doing this. Right. But when I first text you, it sounded really weird to me. Okay, this is the exact text I sent you. It says, I have been thinking for a long time that I wanted to do a podcast and I feel like you should do one with me. Just about real life and God. Is that weird? (laughs) <laughs> what did I say back? I guess I said, no, I've been thinking that I should do a blog, but it isn't working out. So I did say that. Yeah. And then you said, you have 27 eggs that are being incubated. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm so random. <laughs> and then whoa. you said, holy cow, can I call you? Because you're like, let me get her on topic. <laughs> like, whoa, she thinks that's not weird. I got to call her. That's what I was really thinking. <laughs> yeah. And I remember I mean, that. though, honestly... We are often on the same page, I feel like. Not always, but it's, often. It's a similar page, maybe. Well, it's because we share so much of the same DNA. <laughs> I don't even know if it has to do with the <laughs> DNA, just because, like, we did absolutely everything. Like, you, there was a certain point growing up that we, I had to take you with me. Like, it was the rules. <laughs> and we did everything together. Mm-hmm. Like, ever since you were able to leave the house with me, which was probably way younger than, like, nowadays. Yeah, like four. Yeah, but there was also times where mom was like, don't you dare follow her, and I was like, I'm gonna, (laughs) and i just get on the bike and go. (laughs) Yeah, there was probably a time. And then mom probably was the same way we are, we're just like, oh, whatever. whatever. You got her? Cool. (laughs) She got her. (laughs) We do that. (laughs) Oh, well. Like, where are my kids at right now? I don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, I mean I know where they are. They're right there with the other adults. I think. Yeah. I just really think that God has been calling me personally to do something, and I just can't, could never put my finger on what it was, and I kept trying. I don't know. Don't we just take the wheel?
1: Like Jesus,
0: take the wheel i didn't even mean it like that except we're like give me the wheel i want control it's like oh (laughs) you want me to do something okay let me work really hard and figure it out and then do it yeah instead of it being more like this makes sense and it's happening naturally show me what it is or yeah let me wait for it right yeah so we go to the same church but, of course, I went there first, and then she followed me <laughs> like normal. Uh, but I was like, come on, come on. I can't really deny that. Didn't you go to our prior church first, too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, but it's so weird, though, because sometimes I'm, I really feel like God's calling us to the same place a lot. Yeah, and I think and we're supposed this. to do life together, period. Yeah. Yeah. Because, separately, even, we were thinking these things, like... Mm-hmm oh yeah the same the church, day the church that i'm at is like
1: oh you're not talking about it. this okay. like it's
0: just changing churches yeah like, listen i don't feel like this is where god wants us to be like uh, that happened twice yeah and it was not us together making a decision no and it started to be like nothing against the church or anything but it started to be like where i started feeling miserable like i'm like nope just go to church because you know how you always feel so much better after you yeah. go to church i started going there And um, I would just feel miserable after I was done. Like I had disobeyed God, I guess, but I didn't quite figure out what it was. But I really think that's what it was. It's like God is telling you to stand up and do something different Mm -hmm. i mean and it had nothing to do particularly smaller church whatever that didn't really it was just that god was calling me to do something else Mm -hmm. and i was not following it because i mean my sister goes there and my mom goes there my dad goes there and and sometimes my other sister goes there and it's just kept feeling like but this is where my family is. Mm-hmm. And look at now how much more family goes to this church. No. <laughs> because not <laughs> even our parents or siblings, no, no. Other, other family animal. has said, oh, they, they seem to just really be, you know, following God's path here or something. I don't know what it was. Maybe we'll have to interview them sometime yes. and see what was it that made you come. Maybe it was all of our trials and stuff that we're going through. Or With maybe your, it's not even us. Maybe it's not, but it was just strange like mm-hmm. that they just started one by one coming. And, you know, they have really good programs there and all that. But like but well, some no. of it, I think, is you were going through cancer yeah. at the time. people, And, you know, family just wants to rally around you. And so they come just to rally and then like what they saw or whatever. Yeah, which is a lot of, th- not the only reason was a lot of the reason I started going to the small church mm-hmm. is because... Our brother was going through things, because mm-hmm. like, Mike was, and I felt like I needed to be with family. Yeah, our family's been through so much, yeah. so many trials, and starting with like Mike, where he had to have brain surgery. Actually, starting way back with Dad when he had yeah. that tumor. I mean, but, I mean, how far back do you want to go, really? And then we've got also Cora, yeah, when she true. was born. <laughs> it's mean, just like, a lot of so traumas. I for, feel like. Everybody. Yeah, and then my son having cancer, and then my husband having ALS, and mm-hmm. you know your husband with who knows what fibromyalgia, fibromyalgia other things. Yeah. Who knows? And me, who knows? Yeah, whatever you're. And so many in. miscarriages. Oh, just so many things. This life, yeah. and I just feel like God is telling us that you know be together. Well, and <laughs> support <laughs> each other. <laughs> you know, I do, and and then um. Just, like, our church has been, like, amazing. Like, if I was anywhere else during my Mm -hmm. colon cancer it wouldn't have been the same but at the same time you know i think god moves everywhere though well, because right. in the small church you didn't probably see it as much because of the fact that william was my son but like even the small church i was getting letters from mm-hmm. um one of the older ladies that goes there she'd send me handwritten letters mm-hmm. um when william was going through that and um pastor's wife would come over and yeah. stuff like that and she i mean they're all oh, amazing she's still so supportive she is and i love her and there's no yeah and we're not here to like bash other churches or anything like that for sure i think god just calls you different places and that's what i mean by Mm -hmm. needing to be at that church at that time yeah yeah i definitely feel like this is where we're supposed to be obviously i must have been called there for a reason Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i feel like that's where i got the support that i needed and the people that i needed surrounding me yeah Oh, my MRI is already back. Did I tell you? No. So I have found out nothing. Oh. So it's not MS. It's not the vessels of my brain, or at least there's no clots that they saw in my brain. And so I'm still back to square one. I've been dealing with a lot of neurological um, symptoms and things. I have neurological bladder. I know that's embarrassing, but for real. And I have um, a lot of weird symptoms, and even my tongue will contract on its own. (laughs) And I have spots in my vision and ringing in my ears, and nobody can figure out. I actually had one neurologist say, well, that's all I can do for you. I don't know what else to do. Yeah. Well, where do I go from here? You're the doctor. So yeah, I know. He's <laughs> like some Cleveland guidance. Clinic. That's where you go. Yeah. So I did the MRIs, and they can't find it either. So I don't know. Your tongue just don't move on its own, and your bladder just don't stop working in a few weeks, and you know, and it just comes from nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it's really frustrating when you know that you know your own body. Yeah. Uh-huh. And nobody will listen to you. Yeah. And it's like they're listening. I feel like I'm getting listened to by some people, but nobody can find any answers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (sighs) It's just frustrating. There's a lot of people out there that probably go through the same thing, I'm sure, where they're looking and hunting for answers, and it just seems like always a dead end. I feel like at this point, if I was given like a really bad diagnosis, a piece of me would be happy just because I know. (laughs) Right like yeah. not that I'm searching for a bad diagnosis I'm just, just trying w- to trust God and just you know follow whatever he says and they but, have an answer yes so you know how to proceed yes yeah, so I know like I'm not gonna one day lose my hearing or vision or <laughs> whatever I don't yeah. know what it is okay so you know yeah well and I get what you're saying because that's what I went through with my colon cancer diagnosis mm-hmm. is like it was almost a relief when they said after my colonoscopy they just go you have cancer yeah yeah it's like like, oh finally somebody figured it out How long? How long did you go? I well, forget. you know what? You I went... don't really know. Off and on for years, I've had issues. I just didn't understand what they were, and you yeah. kind of ignore it, yeah, until it becomes like this problem where you're like, "Man, I don't feel good ever." Yeah, like why am I in? You bed were like all always napping, yeah, and sleeping yeah. and had no energy. My stomach hurts oh, yeah. so bad. Yeah. Can't figure it out. Yeah, and so, like, you were anemic as well, weren't you? Yeah, so it was like, for months, just being so tired, like, you couldn't even clean the surface of something without having to sit down or pick a toy up off the floor. Yeah. Like, it was bad. And it's like, oh, finally, somebody figured out what's wrong with me, and I'm not crazy, and I'm not lazy. Right. And I and, and this pain is real, and you believe me. Yeah, yeah. You know, just not yeah. like going to the ER and them just being like, oh, you're constipated. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. well, yes, I am. But there's a reason for it. What this, is that? This is us real and the gritty. <laughs> we get really gritty because this is real life. These are things that happen. These are our trials, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like that neurological bladder, like being constipated. That's real stuff. And sometimes it's serious stuff. And don't know. ignore it. Yes. <laughs> When you know there's something wrong, you didn't have it happen before, then, yeah. then figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And we did, you know, we did a, we really learned a lot through it about trusting God because Christina has some amazing story of, um, of her God story through all that. Yeah. We'll have to do that another time. <laughs> I had some, uh, you know, God stories too, because my son had cancer as well. And there is God moves through those things. Yeah. My husband also has ALS. That's Lou Gehrig's disease, if no one knows. And God does move through those things. I mean, they're horrible. It's hard. And it's in hard. The moment especially. And oh my goodness, is it hard? A lot of things about it are hard. Yes. Just for anyone going through it, it's such a strain on your family, your relationship. But. Also, trying to remember to just to be together in the mm-hmm. moment during it. Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to work on slowing down my life right yeah. now and not scheduling it it's so pack full. But aren't you the one that was just telling me, too, that we need to make time in between the things so that way we have time to speak with others? Yeah, uh something I learned through I was researching some outreaches because I serve on the mission board at our church. While I was doing some research on some outreaches, I came across this really good philosophy that you need to put time in your schedule to be available to serve and to be able to witness and... To witness, yes. To, to witness and all the disciple things. Disciple to others, serve others. Yes, to Just, disciple. And moments it. when you don't know that it's going to happen, right? Yes. And, for example, one time, after I'd already started, you know, putting together these outreaches and stuff and, like, was trying to get my feet wet and, like, you know... And being in a in mission, you should always be ready to share God's word or love of Jesus with others. And I don't have a ton of money, so um, I was coming out of Tractor Supply, you know, getting my chicken waterers that I needed for my baby chickens, <laughs> and um, there was a mission for um, men's recovery I think is what it was and he's like hey can you buy any of these things I was like I can't actually afford that but I can pray for you I walked away I ended up dropping my keys and I just felt God telling me Melissa why say you're gonna pray for him just go and pray with him And I went, okay, and I grabbed my keys, and I turned around, and I was like, I should just pray with you. I think I need to pray with you. Uh, God's just telling me, Melissa, don't go pray for him, pray with him. And so I went back to him, you know put my hand on his shoulder and prayed with him prayed over him prayed for the ministry but also prayed for him because he's like he told me right before I started praying this is actually like my last day I'm graduating tomorrow so if I didn't stand there and pray with him and over him and you know just bless his journey to be able to find support when needed and just recover and just continue with his recovery Like, in that moment, I would have never saw him again. God stopped me in my tracks for him, and he knew that. Thanks for getting to know us, guys. We're Christians in the Gritty. And next time, we're going to be talking about obedience. Woo! Obedience. It's a hard (laughs) one, guys, but you're going to love it. Yes, great times.